it is a country that pushes you to your limits in a way, and uh, you are pushed to grow. Hello and welcome to the Lithuanian Dream Podcast. My name is Ruta Nuyokaita, and today I'm joining you from my balcony. As this is our last episode for the season, I decided to make it a bit less formal or informal and uh, invite you to speak with our listener, with Italian who lives in Lithuania for the last five years and has listened to most of our episodes. I'm really grateful to Giovanni for bringing the feedback and the motivation to our team, uh, constantly writing and talking with us about the work your feedback, guys, is very important to us. I cannot emphasize enough how important it is. Today, we will talk about it, and we will talk about the podcast and overall about Giovanni's life in Lithuania. He lives here for the past five years. Now, he works for Interactio, which is one of the fastest growing startups in Lithuania, and he will share some more details about how you can join the company, too. We will talk about uh, learning the languages, the challenges, and the way to overcome them. And overall, how is it to be Italian in Lithuania? So I'm really grateful to Giovanni uh, for joining us today. Giovanni, thank you and welcome. Hi, Rota. <laughs> how are you doing today? It's a beautiful sunny day. Uh, summer has started. We are happy to start the week. And I was very pleased to join you on the podcast. So thank you for having invited me. I'm very excited to speak with you because uh, we started, I think, our communication like I think a year or almost two ago when you, you know, wrote to us and then we talked. And this is very interesting to see the podcast from I from uh, of a listener. I've been probably one of the first early adopters of your podcast, and I it has opened wide windows for me upon the country I live in. So thank you for all the roads that we've made together somehow. Thank you so much. And thank you for, you know, all the feedback. It always helps to motivate the team and uh, really see it, uh, the bigger perspective and the bigger goal. So thank you for that very much. <laughs> thank you. I can say the same, Ruta. Thank you. Okay. So actually, do you remember how did you find Lithuanian Dream Podcast? Oh, that's a beautiful story because I I am a, I was owning a Kindle, an ebook reader, and this my daughter pushed the ebook e to a pond, so that was no more usable, and I was highly relying on that because I, I read a lot of literature in English specifically, and so I was a bit that was a problem, and uh, while my Kindle was being repaired, I just installed Google Podcast. And I discovered there is such a thing as a podcast, literally, first time in my life. That was that was overwhelming. And one of the best podcasts I encountered is Lithuanian Dream Podcast. So I, I started, and uh, some of your very first episodes were full with passion. I mean, and enthusiasm. So I was kind of, <laughs> I, I remember myself running and listening to your voice, and enjoying and discovering new things about my country. I, I call it my country as well, which is Lithuania, and especially an episode with Lina Skoyala that you had on your podcast about uh, Astrovet's uh, nuclear plants. 
And I kind of felt, I, I think I wrote you that, I kind of felt like I, some, I could finally see something around me that was literally there, but it was now in English and I, I could understand what was around me. Uh, so yeah, that was that simply. This is incredible. And it's quite interesting that, you know, you work in business, but you're still interested in politics. So there's like a huge spectrum of topics uh, that are relevant. And uh, what other episodes did you like as well? There was an episode, a very interesting episode recently. My recently is not really recently, I guess, with the head of Invest in Lithuania. I've been working a couple of years in a service center in Vilnius. And uh, Invest Lithuania was an important stakeholder. It is an important stakeholder in the region, I'd say. And to have it first hand delivered by the person who's heading that was really interesting. Also because when I see how this country is marketing itself abroad, especially business-wise, I am kind of jealous of it when I think about Italy. I don't think Italy is doing such a such a great job about marketing itself as a business-friendly place. And the work was impressive, and I was happy to hear the person behind that. So, yeah, definitely that one. Many others. I mean, you've talked about the Jewish heritage of this place uh, called Lithuania. That's an incredibly interesting topic for me. And, well, you've unveiled, and I would suggest to anybody listening to this, Take a look at the past episodes because there is a world of knowledge about this country. I've been advocating this within the foreigners in Vilnius community also because it's quite unique, to be to be honest. Thank you so much for such a nice words. And <laughs> it's Sorry really for nice going on a long run. I just <laughs> I feel good. like I have a lot to say to you. <laughs> Uh, so actually, you know, Lithuanians love listening to people from other places and actually knowing that there are people coming to Lithuania and, you know, seeing things in a different light. And uh, it's very interesting to hear that certain topics are interesting for you as well as me, because like uh, Litvak history is quite like, wow, because people, you know, lived here for like centuries and then they moved somewhere else, but they still maintain the culture, Lithuanian culture, not just Jewish culture. So this is something very interesting. And it's quite interesting that it's interesting for you too. So like, there are so many different things we would never know that they connect us actually, but they do. And uh, that human factor is very, very important. And we like to keep the diverse topics on the podcast. So then everybody would find something about the culture or politics or, you know, the the interviews with the co-founders. I just had an anecdote to share with you, which is maybe interesting. Basically, if I go back in my family, uh, back, I mean, 100 years, I found out that my surname could belong and could be related to the Jewish community. And uh, there is a part in my uh, past where we don't know where the person came from, literally, technically, from my father's side. So there is a high chance that I'm related to this. And this is a very important topic in my life. So finding out, uh, I would suggest everybody curious about Lithuania to find out how Lithuanian Litvak culture, Lithuanian Jewish culture is important within the Jewish culture as well. It's an incredibly subculture, rich, was influenced a wide geographic area in culture, in food, in language. It influences even nowadays Lithuanian slang language. 
I mean, I could make a awesome of, of examples uh, that is, words that are used in Lithuanian by kids on the streets. They literally come from Jewish-related culture and languages. So that's that's amazing. Yes, it's, it's incredible. What else do you think we should cover in our future episodes? What topics have you encountered and you think maybe there is not that much in English about it? There has been in the recent time a very incredible effort by LRT, which has published a very useful channel in English language with articles being published there. It helps enormously us staying on the spot regarding the current politics in Lithuania. There are a lot of interesting things happening around us, and that's a very good way for us to keep in touch and to be part of the discussion somehow. I'd say if we meet each other in five years, maybe we're going to talk about foreigners in Lithuania as a real thing, because now it's still primitive as I see it. I'm still seen as an alien in many realms, so which is which is normal and understandable. But I think this is going to be more present in the culture in Lithuania. So what we are already doing here is partly answering my question, Ruta, uh, talking about people that are living in Lithuania and uh, they enjoy it and they are not Lithuanian. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, so what's your story? As Ruta Shepetis was telling us in one of the episodes, what's your story, Giovanni? What's my story? So I, my story is pretty common <laughs> for many Italian immigrants. We, they, we have even a word for that. It's called Meles Immigrantas. That's an immig- a love immigrant. And I, I came to this country in 2017. I was traveling back and forth, primarily between Rome and Kaunas uh, from 2015, I guess. And uh, because I met with what is now my wife in Italy, she was studying in a conservatory. I was fresh from my Erasmus in France, extremely, in a small town, it's pretty difficult to find foreigners. So I was kind of immersed in this <laughs> funny subculture of Lithuanian in Italy and uh, Lithuanians in Italy. And well, I stick to that, to the point that I moved here I was uh, finishing a master in uh, international marketing and sales, which is now my profession as well. And this country presented me with a lot of opportunities. I guess I said to you this, somehow, when I first speak about this country with Italians, I often say this punchline, and that is, there are few things, and there is a lot to be made. And this was extremely interesting for me, so I put myself into it. It worked out, <laughs> and I live here almost five years, I guess. I now converse in Lithuanian, which is an honor to me. I'm very happy to do that. And it's been a long ride. I have uh, switched roles, experiences professionally, but now I kind of feel that my roots are planted here. And it's been a recent topic of discussion in the family. We're moving to Italy for holiday time, and uh, it feels like we're leaving home. Wow, especially after the pandemic. This part of the world has been sedimented in our family. I can't say that. It's quite surprising to see, hearing myself saying this, but that that's it. Wow. It's yeah, it's incredible. Uh, and it's incredible that you, you know, you are calling Lithuania home. And, you know, I'm sitting now in Berlin, Lithuanian, and I, you know, call Berlin and 
the Vilnius my home and you as well call Vilnius and I guess your home country too home so like sure. we all are connected in some ways and it's incredible that uh, we have these experiences and ideas to share as well we have listeners that are foreigners uh, living in Lithuania. We have Lithuanians uh, who live in Lithuania outside, and we have people um, that are interested in Lithuania uh, listening to this podcast. Maybe they never even visited Lithuania. So what would you tell them about the country? Maybe some things that you have seen. It doesn't need to be just positive things, as well as you said, the, the critical thing that actually there are foreigners, but maybe there's no yet strong community of, of foreigners and Lithuanians bridging together. So what would you say to people who, who know about Lithuania, they would like to visit, and how did you see, maybe for the first time when you arrived, and how it changes, I guess, changed? <laughs> Fantastic. It has changed enormously, Ruta. Even in a five-year span, uh, everything has changed around me, in- incredibly, like surprisingly, even physically, walking into places where, I mean, five years ago, we were talking about a different city in Vilnius, especially about especially about Vilnius. My first impression was quite a crash course on how Lithuanian, how the stereotypical Lithuania looks like. Because I came in January 2017 with a meter and a half of snow, and that was it. It's it's pretty harsh on winters. It's a country. It's a country that takes out the hardship from a person, and that's so. That's incredibly good for me as a person. I don't think it's uh, it's good for everybody. It is a country that pushes you to your limits in a way, and uh, you are pushed to grow. It's an incredibly homogeneous country, even though you have uh, several cultures, especially in Vilnius, which is the capital city. There is a medal of uh, Polish origin, Russian origin, Lithuanians, but it's still pretty homogeneous. Working in the streets of Vilnius, uh, you do not confront any foreign looks. Uh, so that's challenge as well. What has clicked with me, and I guess many fellows foreigners would agree with me, is the language. When one gets the chance to learn this terribly difficult language uh, and to bond with Lithuanians, Lithuanians are extremely, well, a, a way quieter than Italians, as you can imagine. They are extremely hardworking people. Especially young people are amazing because they are engaged in this mission of conquering the world. And they are so dedicated and passionate that if you get to speak with... I, I, am, I am very lucky. I know a lot of this kind of people. I have a lot of this kind of people around me. But if you get a chance to speak with any Lithuanian young entrepreneur or uh, professional that is making things, you will be literally thrown away by the passion and dedication and hard work that is behind that person. I call this hunger in a way, when I, in a positive way, even if this term doesn't have such a, such a positive uh, vibration, but still, it's hunger, it's a will to grow, to conquer the world, to make things, and it's absolutely inspiring. This is what I was looking in this country, and uh, I am benefiting from it every day. Uh, young people that want to change the world, and it's—I would suggest a Lithuanian cure for many, for many, even even compatriots, many Italians, to see how it is here, because it's a place that will ask the best out of you, and will inspire you to make bigger things than you think you're able to. 
or at least this was the case with me. As I said, Ruta, your voice is powerful. You always manage to be, make out of me the most philosophical being <laughs> possible. And thank you for that. I hope we don't know your listeners. No, I think it's awesome. And it's amazing that we established emotional connection for like the podcast. So you listen to my voice and yeah, we are friends now. We've shared a lot. Absolutely, you know a lot of, about me too. And it's, it's quite... I will be chasing you in the streets of Vilnius whenever you, whenever we have the chance to meet in person, because you, yeah, your your voice has became has became part of my life in a way. So yeah, that's the case. Awesome. We were talking about making event and like arranging event, and we will sure. totally do it. But you said that Lithuania pushed you to the limits in a sense of being better version of yourself. Could you share some examples of when you needed to basically step up and say, okay, like I need to find another strategy maybe, or I need to, you know, learn more or learn Lithuanian. Come on, it's one of the hardest languages. <laughs> I would say it's the hardest language. No, it, uh, uh, well, I remember I have this kind of pivotal moment in my life, which is pretty silly, actually. I uh, was invited in a gathering of an association my wife is part of, and the, the age range is within 50 and 70 years old. And there was a very heated discussion in a moment. Uh, a very heated discussion. And also the moment was not pretty official. So people were just simply talking, discussing, talking on each other. A very Italian moment. And I remember sitting there and thinking, uh, I have to step in the game. I can no more be a passive listener to what is happening around me. I did have Lithuanian crash course in the beginning of my journey, but that kind of uh, stayed there because I was part of a foreigners-made community, especially Spanish speakers. So Lithuania was not really an issue, to be honest, in my first two, three years here. And that was it. But I remember myself in this pivotal moment where I decided I really want to be part of this discussion. I really want to understand why they argue so much, they laugh so much. And that pushed me, definitely, to make mistakes, to somehow try it out the best as I could. And, I mean, it engineered other parts of myself. It was not just only now the possibility to maybe have a conversation with other people around me, but uh, it showed me I can do something very difficult if I want to. That's been a blessing. I I would recommend anybody to do an experience of this kind. I guess you did in your path because you immersed yourself in extremely foreign cultures and you went out empowered. So that happened to me. That was the main challenge. Other challenges, I mean, our cultures are extremely different. Italian culture and Lithuanian culture sit on a different end of the spectrum in some realms, we are similar because we are very emotional and also Lithuanians are pretty emotional themselves, but we are still extremely different. There is a culture crash and the best thing I've learned in my life here is how Lithuanian culture is complex and layered and one really has to deal with it, which is what I try to do daily. It's an extremely healthy effort to become citizens of the world. And I kind of feel that I am Lithuanian, Ruta. When I come back to Italy, I'm labeled as the Lithuanian one. And I do feel it had an impact on my identity in a very deep sense. So I'm kind of afraid of that, to be honest. 
Well, I will need to connect you to Lithuanian professionals in Italy next time you go there, so you can join the community. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of uh, the wow. It's one of the most actually active ones. They do quite a lot of stuff, even with businesses. I was just in the conference of Alter State Innovation Sprint, and I was in a group with the ladies and. Yeah, they, they organized like innovation sprint from Napoli to Rome. They managed wow. to rent a train or get the train and get people on it. And they, they do a lot of great stuff. So for sure, let's build a bridge because it would be awesome. You know, it is, as you say, you are uh, Lithuanian in Italy and uh, as well, it would be interesting to see. Uh, wow. But Wow, yes, and uh, learning the language. Uh, I have went for that for sure with English and now going for that in German because I'm still working on that. Not as good as English. For me, what helped was tandem. Having a person to speak with every single day. I went to school as well, but it wasn't as valuable as having somebody emotionally invested in my success and really talking with me because it gave me confidence that I can do it. What helped you and what would you recommend to people who are going through this journey, maybe in the in Lithuanian language or any other sure. language? What has helped me the most is what I call, <laughs> I usually talk about this about my daughter because I would like her to learn Italian. She does speak a little Italian, she's very little as well. And I often repeat this with her, it applies to me. I call it the jungle method, Ruta, and it's basically you... To learn a language, you have to feel uncomfortable and you have to be dropped in a place where there is no other chance than to use the language. It will be an extremely useful leap out of your comfort zone. It will not be pleasant in the beginning, but then your brain will come and help with things you don't know. And I guess it's beneficial even because on a psychological level, that builds a lot of stamina and a lot of confidence in yourself. When you come out of it, <laughs> I, I usually used to do this with my family, my Lithuanian family, with my relatives from my wife's side. And the funny thing is that sometimes at the end of this funny exercise, because it's funny as well, I was the one pushing for Lithuanian to be used instead of English, while my wife's mother, my mother-in-law, was answering myself in English while I was speaking to her in Lithuanian. So I'd recommend basically... The jungle method to anybody listening here and wanting to improve, it is what has helped me most because I think speaking a language is ultimately having confidence into doing that. And confidence is not specifically related to the quality of the language you speak, uh, but it is related to the effectiveness of what you want to communicate. So th there is a Latin saying that is rem uh, tene verba sequentur. It means when you hold the topics and the confidence, we can say, words will follow. And I, I am a strong advocate of that. I, that has helped me the most, I'd say. Because it's like going in the gym and trying to lift uh, 500 pounds of weights first time as a newbie. Uh, it will hurt enormously. But when you, then you lift uh, your shopping bags, it will look like a joke. And speaking language is mostly done of, sh of lifting shopping bags. So that's the good news. <laughs> yes. And uh, there's another saying about uh, aim at the moon. And uh, even if we, you're not going to reach the moon, you will reach the, st the stars. So 
completely agree. And that's the way one should look at that. You will not always be forced to stay in an uncomfortable situation where you have to speak about, uh, I mean, nuclear engines in a language that is not completely foreign to you. But you will spend 10 hours in this place and you will have to speak a general conversation every day. And uh, you will make that wonderfully, you know, afterwards. So, yeah. But, but you Stay know, motivated. Um, you are getting there. To every lead, oh. every foreigner listening to me and trying to learn this terrible language, stay committed. You are moving there. A virtual hug for them. <laughs> virtual hug. Uh, yes. Uh, so, how do you stay motivated? This is the I'm asking you know concrete question. We are so excited now. We are pumped. Oh. Our listeners now are pumped. Okay, we're going to be pumped for one day, two days, a week, but then sure. we start facing challenges. Yeah. What helps me a lot when I am in very low moments of commitment is curiosity. And curiosity doesn't have to be related with being efficient with your results, with delivery and so on. It can be a very lazy level of curiosity. Just asking what is being said around you, just being genuinely curious about something your colleague, your peer said, asking a word you never listened to. We can call it a day. So it doesn't have always to be, I mean, a very dedicated half an hour effort where we where we have a book, we have a grammar book, uh, or, or I mean, we take one hour of our schedule to speak with a person and so on. But it can literally be, I've never heard this word. Can you, can you tell me what does it mean? And uh, even in the most lazy day, you've learned a word, which is an incredible thing. The power of this is like it can unleash so much things in your life. And imagine doing that in every day of our life. I mean, the the incremental value of this, the marginal value you're gonna have at the end of the of the month of the of the year, it's it's enormous. Way more than if you would be bored in a class half an hour, three days a week. What did you discover after learning Lithuanian? Did you start going to like uh, I don't know museums or st- talking with the uh, grandmas uh, in the market or what was the, the discovery <laughs> with the language? <laughs> what a beautiful question, Ruta. So what? Okay, I've always been fascinated by elders in my whole life. My maternal grandfather has had a very big influence on me as a person. And uh, he was a chatterbox, as I am. I think I am a chatterbox. So this fascination came together with a curiosity about the history of this country, which is pretty recent. I mean, in Italy, we are losing up connections with the generation who lived, for example, through Second World War, which is an important chapter in our national history. And here, you can literally stop and speak about this with a person in the bus stop, which is what I tried to do, to be honest. And... Uh, Connecting with elders, also, it's it's very beautiful because their point of view, it's extremely unique and unexpectedly, sometimes you find them to be so fresh and so new in a way, even more than younger generations, especially in Lithuania. I, I'm in, in Lithuania, I mean, I had conversation with 80 years old people that look to me so interesting and so fresh with such a brand new perspective on Lithuania that I was literally puzzled. So <laughs> if we should label this, I would say engage with the elders, Ruta. I think it's it's incredibly useful and fun. Even more fun than engaging with people of your of the same age you have. I mean, we are all people living in European Union. We share the same age range. We probably hear the same music, uh, watch the same things. So get out of what is comfortable once again. <laughs> 
and find out what yeah this is this is what i did on the streets i bothered many people as well and i find that especially cultivated people in lithuania from the elder generations are a gold mine of knowledge and of uh, afterwards lithuania is a very kind route so they've never pushed back my curiosity and they've always followed me they love absolutely when they are spoken in their mother tongue and one can feel their eyes out there pleased about it. So bonus point for us. We, we can practice as much as we want. Uh, well, I, I agree about elder generation. I, yeah, my grandparents, especially my grandpa, I grew up with his stories and the wisdom. And it's amazing to see people who are, you know, who had long lives and they have so much to share and they want to share. They have all all the time sometimes and they, yes. they just sit and listen. They have enough time to listen and they want to really to speak and share. So this is a great gift and great CTA. Uh, guys who are listening, go and speak with older people because they do have things to say that uh, we don't know as our generation now. How do you think language helped you in interact you? Did you, because you work in the startup that helps to, you know, do translations and it's one of the fastest growing now. You just raised A series, the biggest, one of the biggest A series in the EU. That's the story of a love story, Ruta, if I can say that. <laughs> because languages, as you see, they've always been part of my life in a way or another. I, I studied in France, I, I, I speak several languages and, uh, the answer was there. So more than one year ago, I joined Interaxio, this beautiful Lithuanian startup that has an incredible mission, actually. The mission is to build bridges for infinite knowledge, to connect people around the world, to speak their own language so that they can connect with each other the best way possible. And uh, yeah, it's it's been an incredible year so far because, as you said, we reached a very important chapter of our history. That means a lot of challenges internally and also externally. We are recognized as a leader within the governmental organizations for tools used for simultaneous interpretation, which is an honor. And uh, personally, I am very proud, Ruta. I'm very proud when this is mentioned as a Lithuanian-made uh, uh, a Lithuanian-made product or startup, especially by very important people in the European Union, in the European Parliament and Commission that are that work with us every day, and when they express their appreciation for what we deliver. Also, myself being European, I mean, this is extremely rewarding, and I'm and I'm happy about it. My languages have helped here, yes, because uh, I managed to connect with many people in this company better than I could, I think. Uh, and also, many of, our, of my clients are uh, multilingual, so that has, that has surely helped the journey being easier. I am Italian. I know how much it's difficult for many Italians to express themselves in other languages. And uh, when one cannot express the feeling you have when a person in front of your eyes is finally free to express himself in his language. It's a beautiful thing. You can see sometimes the joy the relief coming from that. And I'm really lucky to be able somehow to sometimes to make this miracle possible because of some brain connection I, I'm building up. The beautiful thing in Interactive is that there is a Lithuanian art, but this human Ferrari, as I call it, called Interactio, is, is truly international and lives in the world. 
It's it's been incredible so far having my feet planted in Lithuania and my head watching the globe, which is primarily what I've been doing, Ruta. And I am I am very thankful this came in my life at this point of my life. I'm enjoying a very interesting journey. It's amazing to hear, you know, inside a view of the the company that is growing and did so much. Like the, you work with the EU Parliament, with the biggest conferences around the world, and uh, now expanding very fast. So maybe it's a great recommendation for people and go and work with you and interact with you too. <laughs> oh, Ruta, uh, that is a fantastic topic. I'm happy you bring this up. I hope anybody listening to this podcast can refer to myself. There are a lot of wonderful opportunities uh, now blossoming in Interaxio. And I mean, if anybody is listening to this podcast and is willing to take on a very beautiful challenge uh, surrounded by very, very smart uh, and insightful people, then they now have a new friend. That friend is Giovanni and they can through you, Ruta, literally, they can join, they can literally chat with me. However, we are everywhere on the internet, so if you are just curious about it, browse, and I'm sure you're going to find fantastic opportunity for yourself if you're curious about it. I will add your LinkedIn so people can connect and uh, throw your questions. Sure. I, I hope we, you're not going to be overwhelmed at the end with people just, you know, connecting. <laughs> Oh, wow. Uh, that's going to be beautiful, overwhelming, Ruta. Absolutely happy to make that. Growing is a beautiful problem. Uh, and if you would help me solve that, I'd be just happy about it. So, yeah, please overwhelm me. Awesome. Uh, I love how this podcast started from, you know, let's talk about the podcast. Then we talked and gave so much about the language learning and uh, how Lithuanian looks actually when you arrive and now about the company you work for. What is the future, Giovanni? What do you think is the future for Lithuania? Um, as you have seen five years now, and what would your would be your prediction for next five years in Lithuania? You've given me a very serious task <laughs> now and mission. I will try to do my best, Ruta. What I think about this country is that this country is ready to become, uh, and is already in a to a certain extent, uh, a fintech hub in Europe. This thread is going to grow. And my guess is that this specialization is key for Lithuania to have uh, a place on the business map in Europe. So uh, I really think this is a place where to look at in the future of Lithuania. Additionally, in this country, there are a lot of startups that are growing, blossoming, that have an incredible role abroad. Literally, I stumbled upon, it happened to me with a couple of startups it was products I was using uh, or I was seeing some advertising and I realized that they are Lithuanian. It was literally unexpected. They are extremely important. So this is why I was not expecting they were literally neighbors. And uh, for the future, I guess, there are two main topics that will be in the agenda. The first one is a bit deeper and it's about what Lithuanian culture will be in the future. There is a part of this country that is pushing for a for a very fast modernization, and it's somehow, pardon the simplification here, but it's somehow fascinated by the Western culture. This direction for me is very healthy, and I, I am encouraging it because I think this is going to bring far this country. But there is still a legacy and, uh, and a certain mentality that are pushing on the other end of the spectrum, 
again, this is an oversimplification of the concept, I guess is much more complex than this, but these two souls will have to deal within each other in the future, in the near future. And the other topic is uh, emigration from Lithuania. This country is uh, demographically shrinking, but if I have to be honest, I really, I already see the leadership within the country and within the Lithuanians able to handle very well this problematic. And I am honestly very optimistic about this in the future because I think you're going to have the right mindset to solve this issue. And this place is going to become much more attractive than it is now. This is my wild best guess about the future of Lithuania. Yes, and even the salaries changed completely within five years. I, I came back to Lithuania for a year between my studies, and uh, I remember I worked for Western Union. It was like less than 700 euros, but now the average, and it was a good salary at that point, and now the average uh, is like three, four times more in some cases. Yeah. So It's been changing enormously in the last five years, Ruda, and uh, being here five years, I can already tell you that I kind of lived the same that you're describing now. So, sure, it's changing. And especially what is important, Rudy, is that, at least as I see it, is that the mentality behind that is changing. So, for some professions, some kind of salary is no more acceptable. And especially younger generations, they are so much skilled and they invest so much in their own studies that it kind of crashed at some point. And what was happening is that professionals were moving abroad, but what's happening more and more is that this business community is coping with that and trying to accommodate and to and to attract Lithuanian talents, foreigner talents to join this community. And what is your personal dream for Lithuania? This is the last question I always ask everyone. Oh my God, Ruta. You are a fantastic host for this podcast. I couldn't think of anyone better than you. This question deserves a very good answer, so let me group up my thoughts and answer you. Okay, what is my dream for Lithuania? My dream for Lithuania is that this country becomes more inclusive toward diversity. The word diversity needs to be, in my, my views, needs to be conjugated in different ways. I'm talking about any minority that is in this country and can be in this country in the future. I wish this to become a place that is more curious about its own diversity because it's a very diverse place. And I, I just wish to grow along this country to myself, to finish it up. As we said this in, in, a, in a conversation we had, Ruta, Lithuania is this beautiful teenager who has a lot of ideas, is maybe a, a very a very raw diamond, and it's now coming up into shaping up into a beautiful adult, uh, fully responsible and with very, very determined and so on. So we are in that point of the story, and I wish this guy to make incredible things when he's adult. <laughs> for sure. And uh, thank you so much for sharing your own perspectives on so many different topics. And I hope Lithuanian policymakers, after they listen to this episode, they will understand the incredible value, not just Lithuanians who come back to Lithuania bring to the society, but as well people like you uh, who invest a lot into learning the language or, you know, being part of the community, working for the companies and really calling Lithuania home. So uh, today I learned a lot from you, Giovanni, and thank you so much for being honest and bringing all these perspectives to our listeners. 
Thank you, Ruda. You've been absolutely amazing from day one of our relationship. <laughs> I wish we'll bring this uh, out of the podcast in reality as we as we talk about and keep delivering this amazing work. Uh, uh, if one day you change your mind, please call me before. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you, Giovanni. And for sure, I'm very happy that podcast connected us. And I already learned so much for you know making the interviews. But now I think yes, with the podcast community, we will be you know, building more events and just talking with each other because I think we can build things together, not just, you know, talk about them. That's an absolutely fantastic way to close up the podcast, Ruda. Thank you. For all our listeners, thank you so much for joining us today. I hope you enjoyed our conversation and please let us know what you think about this episode or any other episodes we have made uh, this was the last episode of our season and uh, we will do a short break for two months uh, and start again from September. So now we will be working hard to create new seasons for you. Please let us know the topics you would like to hear on the podcast. As well, you can write us if you want to volunteer. We already released the questionnaire and now talking with different people who want to sponsor, volunteer. But as well, you can still send us requests as we are preparing a plan for the next season. For sure, we are growing bigger and uh, we want to start making a community and have your input into our work. So guys, don't miss us too much. Please go and sign up for the newsletter because we will be sending updates and episodes throughout summer as well. I will leave the link in our show notes. And please contact us if you have any ideas for the new episodes or you want to volunteer. So it was me, Ruta Noyokaita, and I would like to say a huge thank you for everybody who contributed making 62 episodes of Lithuanian Dream podcast, including our sound editor, Gabriela Volodoskaite, our designer, Milda Shukite, our editor-in-chief, Sean Donovan, and as well, our partners, Global Lithuanian Leaders Network, Leo in Berlin, NGO in Germany, and LRT, which is National Broadcaster of Lithuania. Thank you guys. And I'm really looking forward to growing this community and joining you and speaking with you on September. So thank you. Have a great holiday, summer holiday. If you have some extra time, go ahead and listen to our previous episodes and tell us what you want to hear next. It was me, Ruta Noyakaite, and it was Lithuanian Dream Podcast. <laughs>